0: Section 24D, Ceremonies and Events. 24.21, Military Ceremonies. The Air Force has many different types of ceremonies that are unique customs of our military profession, many of them held in honor of significant events throughout a member's career. Official military ceremonies include promotions, changes and assumptions of command, activations and inactivations, re-designations, enlistments and re-enlistments, awards, decorations, arrivals, departures, reveille, retreat, building dedications, ribbon cuttings, retirements, and funerals. Some are very formal and elaborate while others are quite simple and personal. 24-22, Event Planning and Preparation. All events begin with planning. Consideration should always be given to the nature and sequence of the event, scheduling, guests, and budget. To give guests time to plan, aim at having details planned out at least three weeks in advance or more. In such cases, planning committees will need to begin meeting and discussing details of the event far in advance of the invitations being sent out. This could mean, depending on the size and scope of the event, planning as early as several months to a year in advance. Because ceremonies are often steeped in tradition, there are almost always resources available for helping planners get started. Rather than starting from scratch, reach out to other organizations or review checklists from previous events to help get things started. 24.23 Parades and Honors, Arrivals or Departures Ceremonies such as parades, honor cordons, motorcades, and other ceremonies that involve large numbers of airmen and resources may be held when officials entitled to such honors visit military installations. Full honors are reserved for statutory appointees and general or flag officers, foreign dignitaries, and occasions when ceremonies promote international goodwill. The installation commander determines which types of honors are rendered. Awards ceremony. An award ceremony affords an opportunity to recognize a member's accomplishments. The commander or other official determines whether to present an award at a formal ceremony or to present it informally. Many units present awards during commander's call. Because there are no specific guidelines for an award presentation, commanders and supervisors must ensure the presentation method reflects the significance of the award. Decoration ceremony. Decoration ceremonies formally recognize service members for meritorious service, outstanding achievement, or heroism. Formal and dignified decoration ceremonies preserve the integrity and value of decorations. When possible, commanders should personally present decorations. Regardless of where the presentation is conducted, the ceremony is conducted at the earliest possible date after approval of the decoration. All military participants and attendees should wear the uniform specified by the host. Promotion Ceremony. Promotions are significant events in the lives of military people. Commanders and supervisors are responsible for ensuring their personnel receive proper recognition. Many of the guidelines for promotion ceremonies are the same as for decoration ceremonies. Because most promotions are effective the first day of the month, the promotion ceremony is customarily conducted on the last duty day before the promotion effective date. Some bases hold a base-wide promotion for all promotes while other bases prefer to recognize promotes within their organizations. Reenlistment Ceremony. Unit commanders will honor all re-enlistees through a dignified reenlistment ceremony. Airmen may request any commissioned officer to perform the ceremony and may invite guests. The members' immediate family should be invited to reinforce the recognition. That when a member makes a commitment to the Air Force, the family is also making a commitment. The ceremony may be conducted in any place that lends dignity to the event. The United States flag has traditionally served and should be used, when available, as a backdrop for reenlistment ceremonies. Reenlistees and officers administering the oath must wear an authorized uniform for the ceremony unless the officer performing the reenlistment is retired. Then the uniform requirement for the reenlisting officer is optional. For additional information on reenlistments, refer to AFI 36 2606 Reenlistment and Extension of Enlistment in the United States Air Force. 24.24 Oaths At the core of the ceremony is the oath. The oath is recited by the officer and repeated by the re-enlistee. The re-enlistee and the officer administering the oath must be physically co-located during the ceremony. The officer, enlisted, and civilian oaths are very similar but vary to some degree. If desired, the words, so help me God, may be omitted. Officer Oath I, state your name, having been appointed a rank in the United States Air Force, do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that I take this obligation freely, without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office upon which I am about to enter. So help me God. Enlisted Oath I, state your name, do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies foreign and domestic that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, and that I will obey the orders of the President of the United States and the orders of the officers appointed over me according to regulations and the Uniform Code of Military Justice, so help me God. Air National Guard Enlisted Oath I do hereby acknowledge to have voluntarily enlisted this blank day of blank 20 blank in the blank National Guard of the state of blank for a period of blank year or years under the conditions prescribed by law unless sooner discharged by proper authority. I, state your name, do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States and the State of blank against all enemies foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to them, and that I will obey the orders of the President of the United States and the Governor of blank and the orders of the officers appointed over me according to law and regulations, so help me God. Civilian Oath I, state your name, do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that I take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office upon which I am about to enter. So help me God. 24.25 Retirement Ceremony Recognition upon retirement is a long-standing tradition of military service with a tangible expression of appreciation for contributions to the Air Force mission and with the assurance of continuation as part of the Air Force family in retirement. Commanders are responsible for ensuring members have a retirement ceremony to recognize their contributions. They must offer the retiring member the courtesy of a formal ceremony in keeping with the customs and traditions of the service unless the member prefers otherwise. Family members and friends should be invited and encouraged to attend the ceremony. During the retirement ceremony, the member receives a certificate of retirement, a United States flag, the Air Force Retired Lapel Button, various certificates and letters of appreciation, as well as appropriate awards, decorations, and honors. Spouses also receive special recognition at a member's retirement ceremony. Retirement ceremonies often combine official, long-standing Air Force traditions with a member's desire to personalize the ceremony for family and invited guests. Anyone involved in planning a retirement should consult AFI 36-3203 Service Retirements for complete details. 24.26 Reveille Ceremony. The signal for the start of the official duty day is the playing of reveille. Because the time for the start of the duty day varies among different locations, the commander designates the specified time for reveille. If the commander desires, a reveille ceremony may accompany the raising of the flag. This ceremony takes place after sunrise near the base flagstaff. Shortly before the specified time, airmen march to a pre-designated position near the base flagstaff HALT, FACE TOWARD THE FLAGSTAFF, AND DRESS. THE FLAG SECURITY DETAIL ARRIVES AT THE FLAGSTAFF AT THIS TIME AND REMAINS AT ATTENTION. A TYPICAL reveille CEREMONY WILL INVOLVE THE FOLLOWING COMMANDS AND PROCEDURES. THE UNIT COMMANDER, OR SENIOR PARTICIPANT, COMMANDS, PARADE, REST. AT THE SPECIFIED TIME, THE UNIT COMMANDER COMMANDS, SOUND reveille. The flag detail assumes the position of attention, moves to the flagstaff, and attaches the flag to the Halyards. After Reveille is played, the unit commander commands squadron attention and present arms, and then faces the flagstaff and executes present arms. On this signal, the national anthem, or to the color, is sounded. On the first note of the national anthem or to the color, The flag security detail begins to raise the flag briskly. The senior member of the detail holds the flag to keep it from touching the ground. The unit commander holds the salute until the last note of the national anthem or to the color is played, then executes order arms, faces about, and commands order arms. The airmen are then dismissed or marched to the dismissal area. Raising the Flag When practical, a detail consisting of one senior member and two junior members hoists the flag. The detail forms in line with the senior member carrying the flag in the center. The detail then marches to the flagstaff, halts, and attaches the flag to the Halyards. The two junior members attend the Halyards, taking a position facing the staff to hoist the flag without entangling the Halyards. The flag is always raised and lowered from the leeward side of the flagstaff. The senior member continues to hold the flag, taking particular care that no portion of the flag touches the ground. When the flag is clear of the senior member's grasp, the senior member comes to attention and executes present arms. On the last note of the national anthem, to the color or after the flag has been hoisted to the staff head, all members of the detail execute order arms on command of the senior member. The Halyards are then secured to the cleat of the staff or if appropriate, the flag is lowered to half staff before the Halyards are secured. The detail is formed again and then marches to the dismissal area. 24.27 Retreat Ceremony. The retreat ceremony serves a twofold purpose. It signals the end of the official duty day and serves as a ceremony for paying respect to the United States flag. Because the time for the end of the duty day varies among different locations, the commander designates the time for retreat ceremonies. The retreat ceremony may take place at the squadron area, on the base parade ground, or near the base flag staff. If conducted at the base parade ground, retreat may be part of the parade ceremony. Shortly before the specified time for retreat, airmen participating in the ceremony are positioned facing the flagstaff and dressed. If a band is present, the band precedes the airmen participating in the ceremony. A typical reveille ceremony will involve the following commands and procedures. If the band and airmen march to the flagstaff, a flag security detail also marches to the flagstaff and halts, and the senior member gives the command, Parade, rest, to the security detail. As soon as the airmen are dressed, the commander commands, Parade, rest. The commander then faces the flagstaff, assumes parade rest, and waits for the specified time for retreat. At the specified time, the commander orders the bandleader to sound retreat by commanding, Sound Retreat. During the playing of Retreat, either by a band or over a loudspeaker, junior members of the flag security detail assume the position of attention and move to the flagstaff to arrange the halyards for proper lowering of the flag. Once the halyards are arranged, the junior members of the flag security detail execute parade rest in unison. After Retreat has played, the commander faces about and commands, Squadron, group, etc. Attention. The commander then commands present arms. The members of the flag's security detail and members in formation execute present arms on command of the commander. The commander faces to the front and also assumes present arms. The national anthem is played, or a bugler plays to the color. The junior members of the flag security detail lower the flag slowly and with dignity. The commander executes order arms when the last note of the national anthem or to the color is played and the flag is securely grasped. The commander faces about, gives the airman in formation the command of order arms, and then faces to the front. The flag security detail folds the flag. The senior member of the detail remains at attention while the flag is folded, unless needed to control the flag. When the flag is folded, the flag security detail with the senior member on the right and the flag bearer in the center marches to a position three paces from the commander or officer of the day in an informal ceremony. The senior member salutes and reports, sir or ma'am, the flag is secured. The commander returns the salute and the flag security detail marches away. The airmen in formation are then marched to their areas and dismissed. Note, uniformed military members not assigned to a formation face the flag if visible or the music and assume the position of parade rest on the first note of retreat. Upon completion of retreat, they should assume the position of attention and salute on the first note of the national anthem or to the color. Lowering the flag. When practical, the detail lowering the flag should be one senior member and three junior members for the all-purpose flag, and one senior member and five junior members for the installation flag. The detail is formed and marched to the flagstaff. The Halyards are detached and attended from the leeward side. On the first note of the national anthem or to the color, the members of the detail not lowering the flag execute, present arms. The lowering of the flag is coordinated with playing of the music so the two are completed at the same time. The senior member commands the detail, order arms when the flag is low enough to be received. If at half staff, briskly hoist the flag to the staff head while retreat is sounded, and then lower on the first note of the national anthem or to the color. The flag is detached from the Halyards and folded. The Halyards are secured to the staff. The correct method for folding the United States flag can be found in AFI 34-1201. 24.28, The Dining-In and Dining-Out. Dining-ins and dining-outs are both formal events. The one significant difference is that non-military spouses, friends, and civilians may attend a dining out, but the dining-in is a formal dinner for military members only. The present dining-in format had its beginnings in the Air Corps when General Henry H. Hap Arnold held his famous wing dings. The association of Army Air Corps personnel with the British and their dining-ins during World War II also encouraged their popularity in the Air Force. Members now recognize the event as an occasion where ceremony, tradition, and good fellowship serve an important purpose and are effective in building and maintaining high morale and esprit de corps. Military members who attend these ceremonies must wear the mess dress or the semi-formal uniform. Civilians wear the dress specified in the invitations. Note, The combat dining-in is an event similar to the dining-in because it maintains the traditional form. However, the difference is primarily in the dress and atmosphere. Combat dining-ins typically celebrate the evening in some form of utility uniform in a much more relaxed environment, deliberately prepared to encourage camaraderie. 24.29 The Order of the Sword Induction Ceremony Induction into the Order of the Sword is an honor reserved for individuals who have provided outstanding leadership and support to enlisted members as a leader among leaders and an airman among airmen. The Order of the Sword is conducted with the dignity that reflects its significance as the highest honor and tribute an enlisted member can bestow on anyone. Similar to the dining-in, this event affair usually consists of a social period, formal dinner, and induction ceremony. The required dress is the mess dress, semi-formal uniform, or equivalent. The only approved levels for award of the sword are the Air Force level and Major Command level. The Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force and Major Command Command Chiefs are known as the keepers of the sword. And maintained the official lists of Order of the Sword recipients, respectively. History of the Order of the Sword The first recorded Order of the Sword ceremony in the United States was in the 1860s when General Robert E. Lee was presented a sword by his command. The ceremony was revised, updated, and adopted by the Air Force in 1967 to recognize and honor military senior officers, colonel or above, and civilian equivalents for conspicuous and significant contributions to the welfare and prestige of the Air Force enlisted force mission effectiveness, as well as the overall military establishment.